Cast. Hey, it's Joe with. It's Liz. Hey, it's Ariel. And this is Air Quote Law Pod, and we are coming at you with a bank episode today. So, where and when this episode drops, nobody knows. Uh, but here we are. It has dropped today, or you are listening <laughs> to it today, and uh, we recorded it sometime before today. You are listening. <laughs> Which is consistent with all of these, just this one sat around a little longer than the rest. So so it's not going to be like topical to, um, you know, whatever's going on in the world right now. It very well um, could be, depending on what's going on in your world right now. <laughs> Can I drop a fun fact here? Please Always. Do. Okay. So speaking of sitting around a while, I just read this book about grocery stores and it like followed the... Um, I followed like different things. So one of the things was shipping and apparently the average day that a amount of time that a blueberry will sit in this like facility before it goes to you. So farmer sends it to this facility, sits in this facility, gets shipped to a grocery store in that facility for about 40 days. They spray it with this stuff to keep it from like fully ripening. And then when they want it to ripen, they change the environment a little bit, spray it with more crap, and then it goes to you. This is what? a whole another topic for a whole another day. But the, what we but think I love a fun fact we are also, consuming that is quote fresh, it's and, or, or or as weeks as, as Outcast would say, old. so fresh and so clean, clean. It ain't. It's not. Um, <laughs> no. It's neither. It's neither so it fresh nor like, so clean, clean. No wonder, like when you get food. In the U.S., it tastes like nothing. Like, have you ever been like, mm, this apple tastes like nothing. This cucumber tastes like nothing. This tomato tastes like nothing. I mean, I've never so really fucking nothing. had a lot of foreign food, like, in another country. Well, I mean, like, go to a farmer's market and you smell a tomato and it smells like a tomato. You go to a grocery store, you smell a tomato and you're like, I literally smell nothing. And it smells like those little misters that are keeping everything. Yeah. Like, there's a ton of fruit and vegetables that you're just like, I don't want to eat that because that doesn't really taste like much of anything. All of the fruits and vegetables taste like things when grown properly and then given to you properly. So it should never taste like nothing. We are, we are totally on a tangent here. And since this is a bank episode, do we want to just go on this tangent and have this be this episode, then do no, the other oh my episode God. We're Liz planning will be on so doing after this. I will. I did research. I, I can't do this to Liz. Uh, but no, no, no. We'll do that one next. Like this is fun, live, not live <laughs> yeah. podcasting that we're doing here where we are totally, this is not supposed to be this episode. Nobody has mentioned what this episode is supposed to be. So we can totally go down this other track because I have some research on this topic that I don't have with me because clearly we weren't planning this, but I can talk for days about food and I could too, but I didn't right. research that shift change. We'll do the second topic. Second. No. Oh, we're still doing episode. it today though. Yes. What? We're doing no, we'll it do today. it today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, as long as you promise me we do it today, because I did research and would be real disappointed. Yes. When it when yes. when these will drop, you will know, but you are you are literally listeners of Air Quote Law Pod in the midst of a production meeting that is live happening <laughs> as we shoot the podcast. <laughs> so this is all live. I know, but it's fine. We're gonna record it today, so my research will not be wasted. So yeah. so let's start with um Ariel, you are in Italy. I am. 
Is your, did this research somehow come up because you are in the midst of better food options there in Italy or where is this coming from? So again, this is the production meeting. I'm legit asking that question because I don't know. Yeah. So um, I would say yes and no. We were in Italy last summer for 10 weeks. The food is amazing that like we buy a lot of local produce it's super cheap everything like the cheese comes from down like two doors down from us is a farm that sells cheese so everything is super fresh it's really good um the main thing is it's super cheap in the u.s like if you go to a farmer's market you'll still get really good things it's just kind of cost prohibitive so i would say that we don't do it in the U S also the Washington post has written about this like a fair bit. Um, at least a few years back that the prices at farmers markets in the DC Metro area, um, are dependent on the neighborhood. So like if you live in a nice neighborhood or you go to the like DuPont farmers market, you're spending more money than if you saw that vendor on a different day in a different location. And I have a huge issue with that. So um, so that's just capitalism, but oh man, yeah. this is just blowing. It's, yes. it's, what's so, blowing but... my mind in this moment <laughs> is that we could do an entire podcast series. Like it, some podcasts, they'll do like seasons where yeah. it's like this season we're talking about blah, 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 blah. And this season we're talking about blah, 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 blah. Like, like a, a podcast that I actually just started listening to yesterday because of my trip up to new jersey for a rutgers pro day so if anybody wants to know when we're recording this episode look at when the 2022 rutgers pro day was and we're doing this the next day uh, but i'm not going to tell you you have to do the work um it is called the world's greatest con and they are currently doing their second season i think they've probably already recorded all this so they're dropping it on whatever sort of schedule while wow, we are just getting off on tangent after tangent here but this this season season two the one that's that's dropping as we speak is literally about like uh tv game shows and the scams surrounding those so like if you saw in the 90s um quiz show the movie that was based on a true story about rigging a a game show on tv to get ratings i watched the price is right the price is right is going to be an episode that's coming up on the guy that memorized all of the prices um that wasn't a scam, though. He was just good. Right. Well, I think that episode five, they've dropped four of them. Um, it's called World's Greatest Con, wherever you, you listen to podcasts. So shout out to those guys. Um, they do a ton of great production stuff. This is super well professionally done. It does, in no way resembles air quote law pod at all like they have a plan they have a script they stick to it they don't start doing an episode and being like we're going to talk about food today and then we're going to get off of the tangent <laughs> talking about somebody else's podcast just to circle back around and say if we were doing podcasts with seasons with topics that are like eight or ten episodes at a clip and this is season two this is season three we could do a whole season of podcasting on this food this has topic. definitely been done already Right. Well, I'm sure it has, but it hasn't been and done by, by someone us. better. And um, so anyway, that, that being said, like I, I have started, I'm glad that we're talking about this and my, my motivation, it's, it's kind of unplanned. I would have rather planned an episode to talk about this because I have a lot of 
info and I have not completed gathering all of this info, but by the time episode drops. So I, I started reading and I'm probably about almost halfway through reading this book called eat to live. And I'm going to look it up right now. So I could tell everybody who the author is. Um, but by oh, the time, then can I plug my book that started yes. this? Um, okay. So it, it's Dr. Joel Furman, and hopefully we do a follow up episode on this at some point in time when I can, <clears throat> when I finish the book, and I can actually be prepared to have this conversation. Um, when we drop this episode, I will make sure that our quote item of the week that you can get at Amazon.AirQuoteLawPod.com is this book, so you can easily find it, um, and then. On my uh, maybe, book. Huh? Maybe well, we'll see what Ariel's is. Maybe we'll <laughs> drop I'm two so good. Items of the week. I'm so um, obsessed with this book. So it, it talks about all of this food stuff. And this is not uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a ton, I mean billions with a B dollars made in this country every year on all sorts of weight loss bullshit. Um, whether they are programs, they are diets, they are whatever the fuck it is. There, there's a ton of that shit out there and all of it is, is just, it's temporary. You know, you, you can do, and and many people that are not our high school age listeners that should not be listening to this podcast, um, have probably at some point in time in their life toyed around with some sort of a diet. And if you have every adult woman listening to this podcast is yeah, probably. And um, arguably every adult person with few exceptions, um, the, these things are designed to largely be restrictive in some way. So they are very negative by nature. Um, Not positive in nature. So what, the aim of this book eat to live is, or at least as, as far as I've gotten into it is it really analyzes the nutrition density of food. So this is not just about, you know, it, it is not geared toward counting calories. It is not geared toward weight loss itself. This book, um, it, it is geared toward analyzing what's actually in your food cleaning your food because so much of it has so much chemical on it for reasons like Ariel mentioned with the blueberries, like just washing your vegetables, actually cleaning them. Not I like, like wash them. Don't do what I often do where I will grab a handful of blueberries, for example, out of the carton and run them under in my hand under the sink. I know that everybody sees what I am doing in this theater of the mind Yes. Because you've done it too. Yeah. And that's what am I supposed to do? Well, there is, <laughs> if, you, if you put, and, and I'll get details on this for some other time, because again, totally off the cuff, we, we have shifted midstream here uh, into a new topic here. But so I was not prepared, but if I, I think that it is a solution that is mostly water and a little bit of, uh, of vinegar and you let them soak in that the berries and it, it is it, anything that's on the surface will be gone after a short period of time. And it does not mm-hmm. smell or taste vinegary when you eat it. You won't know that it's been done. Um, but it's, um, 
Yeah, it looks like there there are abilities to buy this book for as little as a buck fifty. Yeah, I don't wash. I'm trying to think like blueberries or like grapes. I don't think I wash those, but I don't know why. Like, I guess because in my what? head they're small, but like strawberries. Yeah, you should I wash. because everything Ariel says. Ariel, go. You 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 need grapes to have a visibly different color once you wash them. Like they look I've dirty. Ever washed a grape. Oh my god! And I'm just realizing it. Like, why don't I wash grapes? I don't know. Because I don't I'm most... help her, Joe. Tim doesn't eat mushrooms, correct? He does not. So you guys probably don't have mushrooms in the house, correct? I do Often. every once in a while. Do but you wash not... those? Please tell me you wash those. So you're supposed to like. I don't even think you're supposed to wash them. Are we like talking about mushrooms? Put, yeah. I don't wash mushrooms Do you, from you, like put them in a, a chef taste perspective. I so mean, let like, me talk to you about mushrooms. I give mushrooms. them a sprinkle. Oh my because... God. Am I going to die? Well, no. I just want to give you a little visual here. And for everybody at home, you know, those little speckles of dirt that are on your mushrooms when you take them out yeah. of the container? They're probably poop. It's no. not dirt. It's poop. Because that's what mushrooms Buster. are grown in. Yes, that is it. They grow from shit. Uh, I, I think we need some facts checking. No, have you I mean, been to a Okay, shit. so I, I live like 15 minutes from a mushroom farm and then a half an hour from probably like five mushroom farms. So people in my neck of the woods know about mushrooms. And in the spring months, we can smell very well shit. what mushrooms are grown out of. Um, Ugh, and I don't wash mushrooms. So anyway, so far this book, and again, I'm people... probably somewhere between a third and halfway through it. I've got flights this weekend where I plan on making some more progress into it, um, <clears throat> and hopefully getting it, it finished soon. It is, it is largely that. God, I'm going to sound like such a conspiracy theorist when I go off on this tangent, but. Here for it. The 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 government, our government is fucking oh, no. us, okay? At every every possible way that they can. And don't again, I don't mean to say that as some like weirdo fucking let me keep my guns sort of conspiracy guy. We know but about the American healthcare system. They're fucking us, but they, anyway. They, oh my god, I have a book about that too. The there is so much lobbying that go, if you look at the what was once the food pyramid and then Michelle Obama's little platey thing and all this other stuff, it, they, they are nowhere near what they've been. They changed so much over time. Michelle wouldn't lead us astray, would she? Really? Um, you know, no offense to her or, or anybody who likes her or her ilk or anything like that. But I am thoroughly convinced that if you make it to that level of government, you are bought and paid for. It's just a matter of who has bought and paid for you. But, um, man, I totally sound like a fucking nut job today. Um, well, you, I, I keep looking at myself and I look like a nut job. I'm so tired and like my hair is not brushed. I am a mess. I'm so glad no one can see me right now because I, I have, I have a thought about, so I'm going to back up Jobeth on like Well, I'm going to say there's like a legitimateness to what he's saying from like a tangent perspective. Okay. So there's this app. I can't remember what it's called. It's on my phone somewhere. So you can like scan products in the grocery store 
and it will tell you which is this the fitness party. pal? No. I don't know. Everyone likes fitness. <laughs> this is pal. about the, who's buying, who's paying for your food and lobbying. Um, you can scan this and see which, um, like, which candidates those that food company has supported. So you could scan your, like, what? food loops and it'll say, like, this person donated, like, this company donated x number of dollars to like this what is this app called i need it i need to know too i'm downloading it as we speak yeah this is not an endorsement this is just information we didn't even plan this episode but i like to know what companies so the food pyramid the way that the fda displays the the dietary information the way that 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 fat numbers are calculated in things like milk are just so far off from what actually matters when it comes to what you're ingesting in your body. It is, it is probably the biggest scam out there that impacts absolutely every one of us. And it is driven by lobbyists and money and everything that Ariel is talking about in, in driving the folk. And I, God, I wish we had planned this episode and we will do a follow-up episode on it because I will have this book in front of me where, you know, this information is more readily available to me. Um, but just the, the, just the sheer fact of, and, and again, top of mind, and it will probably come to me as we get through this episode about how skewed some of this stuff is because, you know, we, we now largely consume diets that do not anywhere near contain enough fruit and vegetables, whether they are naturally sourced, it's just way too much processed food that we're eating on a daily basis. And it's, it's, it's literally shoved down our throats. It's like, I see what I feed my kid and she eats so much better than I do because like, I care about what she's consuming. Whereas like me, I'm like, nah. You know, I mean, not that I don't try, but it's like with her, I'm like, okay, you must eat a vegetable. Like for breakfast, you are always like getting a banana. Like I'm not always getting a banana, you know, and it's just, I I don't know. I see like the things that I like and what I should do is like, if I care about her eating that thing, I should care about me eating that. Yes. Yeah. Ariel, tell me about your book before I go rattling off on another endorsement sounding tangent about the one that I'm currently reading. Okay. Um, This one is called the secret life of groceries. Um, It is by Benjamin lore. Um, Looking it up, seeing if it's at the library. It is, but it will have a wait list. That's fine. I, I got other books in my queue. Is this new? Oh, it's, it's, not that, it's, it's relative. Um, this guy is a great investigative journalist. Um, Placing a hold. Fine now. <laughs> four week. Four week wait. That's not even bad. Um, yeah. So it's interesting because it has a, a variety of chapters. Um, one of them was about sourcing. Um, sourcing of shrimp from God. 
I am. Oh, no, I don't want to fuck up for me. I love shrimp. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna vomit um, in my mouth. There's no safe book. way to have shrimp, by the way. Shrimp is a bad food for their, for everyone involved. Um, oh no, it's gonna ruin. Anyway, yeah. So then there's like an ep- there's a, a a chapter on like the trucking industry, how much the truckers end up making, the process of like getting things from here and there. Um, they have a tr- some discussion of Trader Joe's and how. Um, the Trader Joe's grocery store model differed from like all other grocery stores. Trader Joe's, um, the founder of Trader Joe's had also written a book, which I started and read two chapters and was like, and I'll read almost anything. And I was just like, oh, this is so boring. Are we pro Trader Joe's? But I did not get through your book and Benjamin Lore made it better by making it one chapter. Um, Are we pro Trader Joe's or anti Trader Joe's? I mean, I'm. It, it hasn't been run by Trader Joe in like many years. I, I didn't think there was Joe's. actually a Trader Joe. Apparently, yeah, yeah it's run by. It was founded by um, a man named Joe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why um, that's so funny. it's definitely a different model to some extent than his was, but. Um, yeah, neither here nor there. Um, so the app that uh, I was telling you guys about is called Bipartisan, spelled like buy as in purchase. Pardon why? Yes. Um, I cannot pull it up right now because it is not available outside of the U.S. Oh, because they probably don't do buying Congress people like we do um, in, like- in Italy. Uh, Italy is like known for a lot of political corruption. So one comes up called Bicot, which helps you learn about the products you buy. So I went to the bipartisan website. So this was really big in like 2014 and featured on a lot of like Washington Post, on the news, things like that. Um, I haven't like kept up with it past that initial fad and it looks like not many people have so take it with a grain of salt of whether or not it's been updated or how easy it is i don't even think it's in the itunes store that is not good so i went to the website because i couldn't find it in the itunes store and then i just assumed that it was and then i followed the link to download app in ice in the um, apple store but then it said that i was in the wrong country so I guess maybe they just don't exist anymore. Maybe people didn't care enough about whether or not their Fruit Loops were. This other app looks against. like it might do the same thing. And what is that? Because um, when I searched um, bipartisan, one came up and it was called Bicot, like boycott. Yeah. Um, and it looks it looks like it might do similar stuff. So, um, kind of going off of that, when um, Trump's presidential campaign was going on, Yingling, the company that makes Yingling beer, was very vocal about supporting Trump. Um, and Trump was not very well, did not poll well in DC, which is not surprising to anyone. Um, DC is very democratic. So um, 
Can you even get England down there? Because I know that there was a time in which their hmm? distribution didn't go that whether it was that far south or yeah there was yeah it recently like in the past like five or ten years is when i mean they've become big boys in the game so yeah but they used to definitely they were definitely regional but anyway so dc bars were just like refusing shipments of it and things like that so that's kind of an example of like what does yingling really need to be why does Yangling need a foot in the game of this of a presidential election? Long story short, it doesn't. But there's probably a more public example than where you don't need a scanner to find out. Well, it was supporting. like in Jobit's Neck of the Woods, wasn't there a restaurant who was anti-Trump? And they got a lot of hate. And so then we were like, we should go there to support them because kind of the opposite of that. I think I remember something like that. And then the place, I think, yeah, that sounds familiar. And then I think we went there and then it wasn't that great. So we didn't go back. There are better places. There are better places. There are better reasons to stop going to establishments than their political leanings. That's for sure. (laughs) Well, like, um, I know, like, the Papa John's guy went, like, off his rocker. Why? Which side is he supporting? Um, the bad one. Oh, he, like, he, didn't he make some comments some time ago? He made that some racist comments. Like an outright and, racist, yeah. And also, like, didn't want to, and again, we have not researched this, and didn't want to give his employees health care. And Well, he's not special for that. No, but... I just remember it was a thing um, specifically because I think he came out and said, and I could be wrong. Do not quote me on this, but I think when, what'd you say? I can do Google. I can do it soon for definition. Uh, uh, Yeah. I can do a quick Google. Well, I just remember like that, like I think what he was doing did not align with like, you know, good stuff. And then there's the obvious Chick-fil-A. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that one. Yeah, I think that one, like, I will not buy Chick-fil-A. I know plenty of gay people who don't care, but, like, I feel like, oh, like, just stop. You sell chicken. Do you really need to have, like, do you need to publicize that you hate gay people? So as a pause, um, when I search Papa John's controversy and like the Google suggested comes up, it has Papa John's controversy 2021, 2020, 2017, 2019, mm-hmm. Pakistan. Pick your poison. Yeah. So anyway, um, but Chick-fil-A, I wrote an article in um, my college's newspaper. We had I'm not sure if it was one where we did have, I was part of the Democrat group. There was a Republican group and they would pick a topic and each side would write their opinion. I remember I wrote one on like internet rights and I, I think I forget what that was. Um, But I wrote one and I forget exactly what it was about, but it was about Chick-fil-A shouldn't be on Towson's campus you can't find these articles anymore because I have tried. If someone can find it, I mean, that's great. You'll see my writing from college. Um, But, um, and it's probably not very good, 
but um, it was basically, you know, Towson is supposed to be an inclusive place. And then we have a Chick-fil-A there. And I mean, it was pretty standard stuff, you know, but there was, uh, you know, regardless, like Ariel said, there's a lot of like, you know, gay people that eat Chick-fil-A and don't care. But in my college, we had a place called the Rainbow Lounge and it was in the student union. And basically it was just a, a room with couches and it was connected to like the student diversity center where I spent a lot of time and the Rainbow Lounge, you could just chill with, you know, the rainbow crowd, I guess. I spent a lot of time there, um, like in between classes and people would bring Chick-fil-A and eat it in there. And that was like a big controversy because people are like, I don't care what you do. Were they oblivious or were they intentionally being dicks? No, they were oblivious because no one, no one actually came in there to be dicks. I mean, it was a very cool place. It was just a lounge and you would kind of show up there and, you know, see the fellow people from the queer student union, which I was very active in, um, I was a little problematic in college, I'll be honest, um, because I think I was taking up a lot of space that wasn't my space to take up, um, which I know now. That's Um, all right. My space is gone now, so. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, and people would bring in Chick-fil-A and it was like, all right, like there's the, you know, cafeteria or the eating area downstairs. It's a 10 second walk. You can eat it there but maybe don't bring it in here. And that was the most baffling thing is that people brought it in there because it was right upstairs. Um, So that was a thing. I wrote an article about that. And that's the most baffling thing to me was that people would bring it into that space Um, because yeah, I, you know, ate it, but I didn't bring it into that space. So we just had the Chick-fil-A is like, their fries are good. Okay. I always appreciate a waffle fry, but like, are you for real with those chicken sandwiches? They don't even come with anything on them. They're just like on a piece of bread. Like, like pickle this on is them. the bare effing minimum. Throw a tomato and a slice of lettuce on there. And I shouldn't have to ask for it. That's an option. Like, they, they have a deluxe. And again, I'm not defending <sighs> or promoting Chick-fil-A here, but I will tell you from a pure business model standpoint, Again, all politics aside, what they do from a business model standpoint is borderline brilliant. They have a menu that is comprised of one item. You've got the chicken patty, and we're going to throw it on that bread and slap a a, a pickle on there. Then we're going to take it and cut it in thirds, and we're going to call it chicken tenders. And then we're Mm going to take those and cut them in, in thirds, and now we're going to throw them in a little box, and they are nuggets. One menu item and then they have the salad where i think they just chop it up and you know because you can buy that deluxe sandwich so again it's all about buying a thing yeah that's like sourcing it three ways the salad is just they cut up the chicken and throw it on some lettuce instead of the bun yeah but i just need to spin it and say that that's the bare minimum i realize It it might be brilliant but like maybe spend a little less time hating on gay people and like come up with a better menu or yeah, and again, let, let's be clear, I'm merely talking capacity. about the business model. I'm not endorsing yeah. the philosophy. Um, that is all. Yeah. 
Well, I guess um, we've end, we don't need to continue on Chick-fil-A. We've already given them enough of our space. Yeah. Oh, well, so a quick Google of Papa John's. I mean, basically, there were racist remarks made. And seems like they were made um, as recent as 2000. One, um, I'm seeing, well, this is an article from 2001. Um, I don't know how reputable this website is, though. Um, but is it called um, I hate Papa John's.com? No, it's what website? New, Newson? News One. News One. Can't read. I'm Newson. Um, I think is what it is. Um, but oh oh I remember this. He said it's taken him nearly two years to get rid of the N-word from his vocabulary. Yeah. Um Wikipedia says in ninety-nine he was accused of stalking and groping a woman. He claims extortion. So, there was a confidential settlement. So I guess we don't really know what happened, but there was he groped a woman and they didn't want to go to trial. Yeah. So well, he might not be the best most upstanding citizen that's what you're so, is this yes. the, is he the one who's still like the one in the commercials is this like the, he, like he's still involved in the business i think he's not in the commercials anymore but i do remember he had an interview. he still owns this business no i think he well he stepped down as um he it's, like what i'm just saying is he's still affiliated with the business like i don't Trader know joe he's, sold his business in the he's 70s the ex, or something he's so, the ceo um let me see if he's still affiliated um it's my understanding that that to some extent his role yeah this, we're talking about papa john not trader joe yeah. mm-hmm. has, has, has substantially scaled back but i'm sure that he's probably enough of a stockholder that he's still making yeah. coin off of the whole deal um yeah that's what an article like, they're reputable. Um, he's not on the board. I don't think he's the CEO anymore. Um, I don't know yet if he's actually affiliated. Um, then he went back and said it was a mistake to resign. But I mean, yeah, I'm sure he makes money off of this. You know, like if he didn't um, just like straight up sell everything that. Well, I remember he did an interview where he was like really sweaty and he was talking about how much pizza he consumes. And it was like, I'm going to um, I'm going to Google Papa John's sweaty. And uh, again, this is a off the, the cuff episode. So this is why all the Googling is happening right now. Um, oh, Papa John, like sweating comes. Up. Oh, my God. These images are so gross. Oh, why was Papa no, John you. sweaty? Um uh, oh, he claimed, um, he said, I think in this interview, um, I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. This is Business Insider. So again, I think this is um, legit. But um, 40 pizzas in 30 days. Yeah. Oh, I can't read this whole article. We're I talking about I his need. shitty ass pizzas, right? Not Chicago. Um, that's pies. what I'm trying to figure out because um, I can't. Um, Access so while you're looking article. at that, we speaking of Papa John's, we used to run. Yeah, this let me show you guys this scam. picture. Oof. Nope, I'm not lucky. Yeah, we used to run this scam when we were in uh, in undergrad, where um, one time I don't know whether it was at an event or what it was, but somebody gave us somebody in my in my 
roommate group obtained this business card that was basically good for a free one topping pizza from Papa John's. And so we called up, you know, this was, this was before the days of DoorDash and smartphones. You actually picked up the phone and called somebody when you wanted to order delivery that that establishment had to be doing their own delivery for you to get stuff delivered. Cause we're talking about back in the olden days, we had the internet, but it wasn't what it is today. And so what would happen is we lived in the dorm. So they wouldn't deliver it to your dorm. I'm sure I'm not telling anybody other than our high schoolers stories that they can't visualize and haven't lived there. Um, so you would, you know, they would meet you at some like common entrance to, yeah. you know, some centralized place that somebody would have to walk down to pick the thing up. And usually it was someplace that a car could go. So that the, the delivery driver just walked out of his, his or her car and said, here's your stuff. The first time that we ordered and, the, and whoever was down there, we forgot to give them that little voucher. And because we, you know, we bought some other stuff. And of course we tipped our driver. And when we came back, you know, and, and was like, Hey, I'm sorry, I forgot. Do you want me to go back and get, no, it's no big deal. I will tell you that we use that motherfucking voucher for four years. We would order a pizza and say, Hey, I've got this, this card for a free pizza. In fact, somebody actually one time made us give them the card and we sent somebody back with it or whatever, but we still kept saying that we had it. That shit went on forever. We would, I mean, we would oftentimes we would order multiple pizzas. So only one of them would be free, but what a scam that was. And we ran that shit for a long ass time because we had the manager's coupon good for one free one topping pizza. I, so they pizza so bad continually ran this coupon for years. Um, once I had a noodles and company coupon and I think it was just an error with the coupon, it came in your email and it, you could just scan it as much as you wanted. Um, it was like a buy one, get one. And so definitely used it more than once, but I don't know. That was really a scam. I think they just didn't think through this coupon. Um, It was probably the same situation with ours. And again, it's, I I don't know that there was ever an instance where we were like, I got this coupon for a free pizza, bring it, nothing else. Um, You know, because we were, it was a bunch of guys living in a house. So I'm sure that we ordered multiple pizzas. We probably ate 40 pizzas in 30 days each back then. Well, yeah, that's the, this um, Papa John's admitted to eating 40 pizzas in 30 days. I think, I don't think they were Papa John's pizza. It said to help him make his judgment. I'm not sure what the judgment was, um, but I guess about which pizza was good. Um, not sure. But yeah, I mean, I, it's like, there's a local uh, pizza place um, just near the office and I like them. I think they're pretty good and they have their menu and the menu always has, you know, the same coupon. So you don't really need to give them the coupon. You just say, Hey, I want to do this coupon, this deal. Yeah. Oh my God. The one day I don't know why I had in my head. So there used to be a market. It's not there anymore. And I miss it. Um, also near the office and they have like a deli in the back and they had amazing sandwiches. And on Fridays they had, Friday deals. And it was always the same, like five or six sandwiches. They had an old bay chicken salad, which was delicious. And one day I wanted to order a sandwich and I just asked for like the Friday deal. I think, cause I had in my head, Oh, I'm getting an old bay chicken sandwich. That's what I get on Fridays because that's the deal, but it wasn't a Friday. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, I want the Friday deal. And it took them like, we went back and forth like three times and they were like, it's not Friday. I was like, Oh yeah. 
it's not. I will still have the sandwich, but no deal today. And that was just disappointing to me. But I don't know. I was having a moment where I was like, oh, this is my Friday sandwich. It must be Friday. Um, And also, if it was Friday, they would have just given me the deal because that's how much that sandwich costs on Fridays. This is a uh, this story does not make me look good. Um, But we're here now. So, yeah. Now, I guess here's the question. Um, And I know we're not sure if Papa John, you know, the man is still affiliated. um, I if in some capacity, I think he's not, but I'm not sure if there is a place that has like a problematic person, but that person completely removes themselves and you happen to like that place. Do you, are you then okay with going there? Yeah. I mean, to some extent it's probably like, I mean, I don't know. Yes. I feel comfortable going there. Do I necessarily believe that like the culture has really changed? Maybe not, but I also find it hard to believe that Papa John's as an institution is just full of racists. Yeah. I mean, when you go to your store, it's just like people, I mean, who are working there. Well, it's like (laughs) Ikea, I believe. And again, haven't researched this, but my understanding is Ikea in its past has an anti-Semitic history, but that was decades and decades and decades ago. I don't think that's like, I think probably those people are dead. been around since World War II, then that would probably make then it's yeah. safe bet. But yeah, I mean, I don't feel uncomfortable eating. Like if the dude from Chick-fil-A left, then I would solely not be eating there because yeah, of the issue with the one menu item. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, it's not the same, but it's kind of like my feelings on the Beatles. I love the Beatles. I do not like John Lennon. And he is dead, so I can listen to them knowing that John Lennon isn't getting royalties. Somebody connected to him is, just not him. Yeah, well, that's fine. You're not the one who shot him, right? No, I mean, I I think, and again, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think there are issues of, I like, and I'm not making this up. I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to do a quick Google, um, but John Lennon... He's dead. I don't have to do the search. <laughs> Those yeah, Paul, no different episode. Uh, yeah, different story um, for he's a different not day. like Paul McCartney. He's definitely dead, and you know he's um, uh, the like in there. Um, Speaking okay. of people who are like so, dead. there's ideas that uh, John Lennon was abusive. Um, you know, I I think it's unsure. Um, there's basically. Uh, hints that you know he emo- was emotionally abusive to his son but i think um you know um there's rumors that he was a wife beater i do not know that these are confirmed but it's like i don't you know want but but he's not alive anymore so like i can listen to the beatles all i want because uh, he's you not getting he's money not beating his wife today yeah, he's not kind of like David Bowie, although I don't really listen to David Bowie. Um, but people glorify David Bowie all the time. He slept with underage girls, um, you know, or at least one girl, like, not okay. But, she but he's be dead underage now. today. Oh my God. Well, they're adults so now, I'm sure. 
Um, but yeah, he. I'm you know, only illustrating the point girls. that time perspective as, matters to some things, but not all things. Yeah, um, the same as a, like a member of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They are still alive. They are on. You know, I have had them some on my them. playlist. I discovered this. I now skip all the songs. I should just remove them, but I won't listen to them anymore because what I do don't want do? them getting. Um, let me look it up. Um, <laughs> like I'm mad, and I don't she is remember that it. mad about it that yeah, she doesn't know for sure. She just knows that she is. Wait, what? Yes. So, yeah, back to the food thing, um, which we will get to. It, and I think that the, that we can continue talking about chili peppers in the food conversation. Um, it, I'm very interested and did order the book about Anthony Titus. Sorry, I'm interrupting. Yeah, the he uh, slept with. Um, he acknowledged his sexual relationship with a 14-year-old. Yeah, that's not good. Not good. Sorry, back to food. I was just sitting here because Liz took her headphones off, being silent, so that Liz thought that she wasn't hearing what I was saying, because I don't think, can you hear when I... I can... I can hear. I had to unplug my mic because I was having technical difficulties and I wasn't going to pause this whole show because I oh, figured okay. airing it like raw dog. So, um, yeah, girl. Um, so anyway, this is a bank episode. We do not have any, um, we weren't even planning to plan this episode. So there are no, um, letters from the jury, but what we would like to encourage you to do is talk to us about your thoughts on food don't necessarily need to hear about your diets what has worked and what hasn't but if anybody has read either of these two books um and by the time this airs who knows which one will decide will be the uh item of the week but one of these two books you'll be able to find by going to amazon.airquotelawpod.com the other one we will do in a a more extensive episode just talking about the contents of that book maybe we'll do both who knows um so depending on when they air with within relationship to this episode send us your questions talk to us about those books um hopefully we can space all that stuff out so that maybe you hear this episode you email us your thoughts airquotelawpod at gmail.com on one or both of those books and then we slide or tweet. you always forget to say tweet or tweets. Yeah, you can send us DMs on the Twitter or the Instagram. We're there too. We have a, a Facebook on the Facebook. Um, all of them can be found by searching air quote law pod or at air quote law pod. Um, so all of those kinds of things. Um, I guess we shouldn't get into what everybody's doing this week because by the time this airs, all of that stuff will be way, way old. And discussed in a different episode. Let's, uh, yeah. So uh, before we roll out here on our food episode, anybody got anything else? Um, yeah. No. I'm going to eat some food in Italy yeah. that hasn't been sitting in a warehouse forever. I'm going to say I have so no proof that, I today. I'm going to say I have no proof that the foods here, I, food here is definitely imported. And I'm sure that some of the food in the grocery store here has similar transportation. I will disclose that. We're not better. In have you, have you been to the pizza place with the cheese, the ricotta cheese that you were talking about? Uh, I'm going tonight. Awesome. Oh my God. Please send pictures. Yes. We can we post them on the Insta because we've talked about it so much that it's not even like one episode specific. 
All right, kids, this one is adjourned until next time, which for us will be in two minutes. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Electric acid.